When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, and do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com, Lakersball.com, and our great friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And I want to give a big special shout out to Mike, who goes a, who does such a wonderful job with the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And also as well, goes and makes short headliner videos for us each and every time I send over something. So every episode that I send over to him, he goes ahead and makes a short video clip that goes out on Twitter. So if you catch that on the Twitterverse, that's all him. We truly appreciate all his efforts for everything that he does from the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support any of these great causes, it is greatly appreciated. Well, the Lakers are heading out on Thursday. Very important game in the Western Conference positioning already, as the Lakers can really gain some ground with a win tomorrow at Memphis and also the next day at their arch rival. Their arch nemesis that they didn't even know they had in Oklahoma City, but wanted to go ahead and touch on something today with two great guests. We've got two different guests. My usual guests that come on on off days for the team. Got one here first off. He's the Lakers fast break historian. And Sean, good to have you here, my friend. Thank you for having me back, Podfather. It's always a pleasure to be with the man who, who started us all. Oh my gosh, indeed. I don't know. I just led us on a path to destruction, I think, sometimes. But <laughs> it is going to be Sean Grice. I will have on the back end an interview that I'm doing with Joe Sorrell that I'm recording later. Just wanted to let everybody know that. So you'll be hearing Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com, but you're hearing our Lakers Fast Break NBA historian, Sean Magic Man Grice, right now. And Sean, you don't need to be too much of a historian to listen back and harken back to the other day when Charles Barkley, the ever so shy Charles Barkley on inside the NBA stated that a lot of the Lakers woes, a great deal. He wants to put on the shoulders of Anthony Davis and uh, Laker fans know how much Anthony Davis has struggled since the bubble and winning the championship and going from a player that was on the verge of becoming a top five player in the NBA mm-hmm. to someone that is really getting posterized on a regular basis by other players. Against Boston, Robert Williams III, he looked like a young Anthony Davis skying over him for dunk after dunk after dunk. And also as well, I know a lot of people remember the Milwaukee game where Jonathan DeCumpo really ate his lunch. I'm not exactly asking him to go ahead, as long as you have LeBron there, asking him to duplicate those same numbers as Giannis. But in a matchup against these guys, he should be asserting more will. He did have 17 points and 16 rebounds against Boston. And the Lakers did win. And the Lakers did win comfortably. But there's some things and signs this year that says maybe he's really not all the way back from the time in the bubble. 
the points in the paint issue is still a problem, which he himself should be governing, whether or not you have a big beside him or not. Mm-hmm. Also, fact, his outside shooting, whether it's his once-remembered mid-range shot, which he's forgotten about completely, and of course, he's one of statistically one of the lowest three-point shooters that are out there in the NBA. That has never been a forte unless it was the bubble. The bubble was just like an anomaly, it seems like, on the three-point shooting. But the mid-range was something that was his bread and butter, which has really gotten away from him. He's still averaging close to 24 points a game, 12 rebounds a game. Still very good numbers. But for some reason, Sean, I'm kind of thinking that there a lot of the blame as far as what's gone on this season. I don't want to say all of it. I want to say a decent part of it is the underwhelming play of Anthony Davis. I agree, Gerald. I was wholeheartedly in favor of Lakers pursuing him at all costs. Well, it's already paid off. Let's put this, let me put yeah. this in perspective here. LeBron, AD, whatever we paid and as far as draft picks, trade, players, money, whatever. It's already paid itself off with what they did in the bubble. All we're talking about is gravy right now. Then let's put things in perspective. But absolutely, I, I I agree with you on that. Anthony Davis has has struggled, but I want to hear a deep dive. I mean, Chuck seemed to squarely point the blame on him, and I don't think you can squarely point the blame on him. But definitely an underwhelming AD, even though he's been there for for all the games. Still, I mean, if even if you got the AD that you had early last season that still would have been enough to get you really in a much better position than you are now. 100%, Gerald, 100%. I think a lot of his issues, and this is just my take, is his level of intensity. I I think he can go from from that freight train to, you know, it's, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's just going off a talent, like half of the time, rather than, understanding that I need to up my intensity here in order to will us, you know, back because you're right. He has been in all those games. So he's seen and been a part of a team that's blown seven, 10 point plus leads in games. And I think it just goes back to uh, intensity. I'm uh, we're not asking him to be KG out there that's not his game that's not his style um but you got to rev it up a little bit i mean uh, we've already seen it with lebron you know he's had four false starts this year already the first one was the ankle the second one was his abdomen the third one was the suspension and the fourth one was the was covid so we've really needed anthony to up his game here and let's be honest, Chuck is very opinionated. However, he he also lets it be known that he wants everybody he criticizes to succeed. And to me, that's that's basically a shot at AD saying, look, man, we all thought you were going to be a top five player out of the bubble. We were all talking about it. and And now you've gone from a top five player to sometimes you're just – you're just waffling out there. I mean, it's frustrating to watch at times, Gerald. It is frustrating to watch out there at times because just 14 months ago, he was dominating on both ends of the floor. And to see him now where he's getting dominated at various times, it's it's very sad to see. I mean, I know that for the fact that against a lot of the league, he can still put up good numbers. He can still put up very good numbers. He can still be someone that can kind of give you the ideas that may, maybe, Hey, I think he's really doing still like the old AD, but there are certain matchups that are are now causing problems, which wouldn't have 14 months ago. Giannis is always going to give everyone trouble. That's that's regardless, but to get outscored and outplayed by such a vast amount in their matchup at Milwaukee was very disappointing to see. And then the issue last night with Robert Williams, and this is not just Robert Williams. This has been other players that have continuously gone at AD and AD who's never been known as a forceful player, even though I think he's stronger and can be more forceful and aggressive than he is. 
I've heard the word soft. I've heard the word tissue over the years of regards to AD. He does play soft. He does have a finesse game. But the problem is his finesse game is in the toilet right now. So he has to do something in order to go ahead and contribute. And I think he needs to get an aggressive tone. If his shot ain't working, you go inside. So I understand now that he's going and making himself more available for lobs. He's making more of himself more available for post-ups. He has to continue to do that right now until his shot comes back to order, if it ever does. Yeah, if it ever does. I expect the, his jump shooting to go back to a mean. I mean, I don't expect him to, you know, obviously shoot 50% from the mid-range, but I think 45% is certainly doable for him if he corrects a few things. I mean, one of the problems has been the spacing issue for this team falls in a lot of different blame pies, and he's one of them. And he's tried to do his best to correct the situation as best he sees it, which is, you're right, Gerald, he's not shooting threes anymore. He's just, he's trying to attack in the paint. And one stat that was very interesting to me, Gerald, and I'm not sure if you uh, came across it as well. During the early part of this year with our uh, third quarter struggles, do you know who the number one team in the league is in taking mid-range shots in the third quarter? Mm, no per se but i would guess the lakers are probably up there on that list yeah we're we're i i think we're in the top three at this point we've we've gotten out of the 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 number one spot but yeah we we take an inordinate amount of mid-range shots in the third and you know what it's just it's not falling for him so that that's that's indicative of of a team issue but it's really, if you do a deep dive, like you were saying, it's it's really more indicative of an Anthony Davis problem. He's he's Anthony is a three-level scorer. He's able to score in the paint. He was able to score in the mid-range. And you're right, Gerald. He really never really was a, a huge threat from the three-point line until the bubble. But he has hit a couple game winners. I mean, he had a big one against OKC a few years ago when he was with the Pelicans, and he hit that one against Denver. But for the most part, he's he eats off the mid-range and the paint. And right now, he's only a level one scorer. And thank God Russell is going on a tear right now. Or, you know, we might have problems offensively as well. And that's something for the next time we chat is Russell Westbrook in detail. He has played a little bit better than the early part of the season. There's still, if you watch the Boston game, there's still some mind-boggling decisions that he oh. makes and even reckless shots that he takes that are just leaves your head scratching and, and the chat board's just running continuously as far as uh, Westbrook, you know, that moniker still goes. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing more results. You're seeing more positive results from him. So he is improving at least a little bit. I don't think that's getting enough you know press out there, but it is something that people need to consider is that he has been playing better over the past two, three weeks. And hopefully that trend will continue and the, the mistakes and the bad passes and the terrible shot selection will get better. I'm hoping we'll improve even more. We'll wait and see. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. The Lakers do go on a road trip, my friend. It's a short two-gamer. Starts tomorrow at Memphis and then also at Oklahoma City. Again, this is time for them to go ahead and make a statement to get back at the top of the Western Conference. One, two, and three looks pretty solid at this point. Unless Utah, I think, falls off a cliff for some reason. Maybe injuries will happen in one of these three. But 
I doubt right now that any of these three are going to go ahead and change. It's just going to be moving amongst each other, which is going to be one, two, or three at this point. But I still think the four spot in the Western Conference is definitely up for grabs. And with the Lakers, they can start asserting their claim on this four spot with some wins under their belt. And that's something that they haven't done all season is consistently win to go ahead and put themselves in that upper echelon to sort of distance himself from that pack that's right around 500. Right now, four spot is occupied by Memphis, and a win on Thursday will definitely close that gap even more. And as I stated on the previous show, I think that the Lakers can possibly, by the end of the weekend, firmly put themselves in the fourth place if everything goes well for them and everything goes right. But then again, everything has to go right, and that's something that hasn't had also that hasn't been done all season long. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, before we close on out, and that is. Can the Lakers, by the end of the year, can they solidify themselves and play consistently enough that they will go ahead and be a solid fourth-place team heading into the new year? You know what, Gerald? I'll answer I'm, that I'm glad I'm even saying that, fourth-place yeah. team, but it is yeah. what it is. Okay. So short answer, yes, with an S. Long answer, no, with a but. So short answer is, yes, I believe we can. Yesterday's game showed me, and I think it it showed you and other Lakers fans, that for the first time with all three of them playing together, there seemed to be some uniformity, some chemistry, even some cohesion. They actually played with a purpose. Everybody played with a purpose who was out there. And I think that's important moving forward because, as we know, Usually uh, a winning streak starts with a huge run in that first game. And maybe this is a spark that we're seeing moving forward that I think will bear fruit. An interesting note, Gerald, in 2014-2015, uh, which was David Blatt's very first season as the Cavs head coach, the Cavs struggled basically halfway through the season they were 19 and 20 at the uh, at their 40th game and they've struggled in large part to what the absence of one LeBron James almost very similar to this season something funny happened when he came back Gerald they went on a 12 game winning streak and they ended up winning 18 of 20 games in that stretch and eventually went from 19 and 20 to 53 and 29. Now, I'm I'm not sure if this Lakers team is capable of that kind of just a hot tear. But what I am saying is I, I, I'm more inclined to believe that they will go on some kind of run here. I'm, I'm just I, I, I see pockets of a team that's ready to burst. But like you said. They have to continue to build momentum quarter to quarter. This isn't going to be a look-ahead lunch for the Lakers anymore. We've had four losses of the look-ahead lunch variety, you know, the two with OKC, the Minnesota loss. We've dropped way too many games already. I I think this team just has to play with a purpose moving forward. I love Frank Vogel's coaching last night. It seemed he was focused on shoring up the rotation finally, where we're not experimenting here anymore, which was driving me insane. And I'm pretty sure it was driving you insane and Laker fans as well. You know, he needs to focus on eight to 10 bodies he can put out there consistently and can forge us to victory. Once again, it's the magic man, Sean Grice right here at the Lakers Fast Break. My friend, it's great to have you here as always, talking about Chuck Barkley. Good thing he's not talking about his golf game, but (laughs) I'm not going to say that his opinions are this time are way off base because, you know what, I know his predictions can be way off base, but I think this time right now his analysis is very astute, which would be normally very difficult for me to say, but it is very astute. Charles for all of his craziness and all of the stuff that can't tell you things like he sees it. And for right now he's seeing it very well. So we'll see what happens. Anthony Davis has to shore up his game. The Lakers can go ahead and fix and tweak a few things. You know what? 
they can be a, the number four spot in the Western Conference. That will solidify themselves as a playoff spot. Hopefully, they can start distancing themselves from the 500 teams, and hopefully they can get things back underway as a team that people will look upon as a major playoff contender come 2022. So we'll see. Again, every time this team you thought you was on the way up, it always lets you down. So, and I'm being very guarded on my enthusiasm for the team, but coming off a great victory like they did against Boston, the hopes are up right now indeed. Oh, absolutely, Gerald. And and look, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, the, the start to this season kind of disarmed us all as Laker fans. We we definitely weren't expecting the kind of uh, let's face it, roller coaster season that it's that's become so far. You know, it's funny. There are five teams right now, and they're basically fighting for fourth, fifth, and sixth. The two LA teams, the Dallas Mavericks. I thought the Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets would be squarely in that fight. But right now, it looks like Denver Denver could possibly just make their way up. In, but Portland is uh, – I'm ready to call 911 for them. I'm sure Raphael Barlow is somewhere just, just drinking some whiskey and wondering what the heck is going on. Somewhere in Spain, probably, yes. I guess. Oh, okay. Barcelona, maybe, perhaps. Maybe he's having a Negroni instead. That that yeah. would be a, a better choice in Spain. But I digress. But you're right, Gerald. It's going to be really tight. I mean, the Clippers aren't going away. They they just they just keep fighting. I I think they're eventually going to stay a top six seed. I think fourth and fifth is really up for grabs. You're right. I think it'll come down to. You know, one of uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Mavs, I think two of those three teams grab those two spots. And then it's a dogfight for the sixth seed. And the the Lakers really need to pick it up here. I mean, historically, look, let's be honest about something. When you have LeBron James on your team, every season is going to be unprecedented. This is the first time LeBron James has done this. This is the first time LeBron James has done that or – LeBron broke this record or LeBron broke that record. So the 19 and 20 Cavs, that was the last team to go to an NBA finals with a below 500 that late in the season since the 83 Rockets. So if anybody's capable of of turning this around and just willing them to a, a finals, it's him. It is. That's just an unmitigated fact. He's very capable, but he can't do it alone. He doesn't have those powers anymore, unfortunately. We've seen more of the human LeBron this year than the cyborg LeBron, and he's going to need Anthony Davis at the apex of his powers and his dominance like we saw in the bubble, Gerald. You know, i I got to agree with you, my friend. The podfather is right. I think the Warriors and the Suns are one of those two teams is going to end up in the conference finals, if not both of them. Well, we'll see if the Lakers can go ahead and throw some shade on this party and break it up and see if they can go ahead and make a claim on their own. But we'll wait and see, my friend, if the Lakers can have some improved play and continue the winning ways. Two out of the last three, can they make it a little bit more? Three out of the last four, four out of the last five. Can we go ahead and do that? We'll find out on this two-game road trip. But, Sean, want to go ahead and thank you so much for stopping by. Any last thoughts on the way out? Or where can people go ahead and reach out to you as far as for any great NBA knowledge? Yeah, Gerald. I'm on YouTube and Instagram at Put A Little Mustard. And uh, you can hit me up there and we can chat about the NBA, about the Lakers. Uh, I'm always up for a good combo. As far as my final thoughts, yes. So moving forward, we have – 13 games until our Christmas Day matchup with uh, the Brooklyn Nets. At that point, we'll we'll play 38 games. I'm hoping on this little 14-game viewpoint, they can streak and go anywhere from 10-4 or 11-3 and and kind of take the pressure off of Frank Vogel here. Look, I'm not Frank's biggest fan, but I, I really do feel that the scuttlebutt about him and his job security has been completely oversimplified, overblown. I don't think he deserves the blowback that he's getting right now. And 
the only way the temperature is going to come down is if they collectively come together and just go streaking here. Once again, it's the magic man, Sean Grice. You can check out his YouTube channel. Put a little mustard on YouTube. My friend, it's been great having you on the show. As always, looking forward to your next appearance right here on the Lakers Fast Break podcast. And after the break, we're going to have on Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com. And I think I'll go ahead and ask him some Laker questions as well on the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And we're back with the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. want to thank you so much for listening. Had a great time talking to the Magic Man, Sean Grice. But before we head into the Lakers' crucial two-game road trip coming up on Thursday and Friday, got to get a word from this guy because he is the man behind so many great things at LakersBall.com. He goes by the moniker Ox1947. So please give him a shout-out if you stop on by lakersball.com it is joe soro joe good to have you back on our weekly chats since our weekly chat our last one indeed we've had some ups and downs again as the season has been like it so far but right now it's on the upswing with a good win over the celtics yeah it's you know i didn't realize until a few days ago that there's the nb other than maybe phoenix and and golden state not everyone is really playing like lights out, you know, I mean, I think Milwaukee lost their 10th game today. Yeah. So I don't know if playing three seasons in 14 months is still kind of lingering there. I'm going to take a wild guess that it is. However, I wasn't disappointed too much against the Clippers when you would probably think I was. And of course we were elated yesterday when, when the Lakers pretty much, you know, went went from beginning to end, you know, slapping the Celtics around. Anytime you slap the Celtics around, it's it's always a good day. The Clippers game was one of those games where I, I was saying, I remember even a, a year, what was it, uh, during the 2020 season, if you're making all your shots, that's how you beat the Lakers. And that's essentially how they lost. Now, you can say that they were leaving Kennard open half the time, but you still got to make them. And it just seemed like there was sequences – five, six minutes into that game where it, whether they had open shots, they were making it, whether they didn't have open shots, they were making it. So it was just one of those things where the it was, their, it was the Clippers night and, you know, it is what it is. And, of course, the following freaking day, they get waxed by the Kings. So that just proved to you right there that it was just one of those fluky games that they won. And I'm really, really feeling pretty good that the next time they face the Clippers, they're going to finally win this one because this is four in a row and that's unacceptable. You know, you just, you just can't lose to those guys, especially if Kawhi's not playing. Let's get but, over the hump first with their arch rival, new arch rival, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's get over them first. Let's get a lead and keep it first on Friday. Then we'll go ahead and, and go to the Clippers next. How about that? I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm encouraged by how they've played the last three games. They're playing Memphis tomorrow. Yes. Oklahoma City the day after. Yes. And then Orlando on Sunday. Yes. You cannot lose any of those games. There's just, it's just no way. Uh, and I fully expect them to finish 3-0 between those three. So, well, the thing, well, the thing I want to ask you is this. If that is the case and they do go 3-0, that would put them probably in and around the four spot in the Western Conference. And if that's the case, you get another strong seven to ten days from this team. That could be maybe four out of five maybe five out of six coming up over the next 10 days or so that would put them probably a little bit uh, ahead of everybody else in that 500 right around that, that area there. So that would put them squarely in the fourth place in the Western conference. I want to ask you this. Do you think that's something that they can take that momentum going forward and make a push back into the upper echelon of the Western conference? I haven't thought about the standings yet. I usually don't the first couple months. 
I think how they play is going to dictate that answer. The last three games, they've played like the Lakers are supposed to play. When you go on the road against an inferior team and you beat them by more than 20 or more double digits, you you did what you're supposed to do. They played the Clippers. It was a close game against a team that plays at another level when they play you. They just happen to make all the shots and you lose. That's fine. When you lose like that, I'm not going to be too disappointed. The only problem with the loss is it's because of the past losses to the really bad teams make that a worse loss. You know, that's the only problem with that. And then you face the Celtics who really beat the crap out of you, you know, when you were in Boston, and then you return the favor. And you can just tell during the games, you can tell, especially in the Sacramento game, especially last night, you could tell because this, you know, I'm on Lakers ball. We're on game time. Again, when I say game time, that's the the, the uh, up to the second commentating with all the all the people on the forum. People are like, oh, you know, we it's, it's only a 15-point lead. I go, but if you're watching the game, the Celtics just were not good. They weren't playing very well. They just – they didn't look like they had any way of coming back. They maybe took it from, what, a 19-point lead down to 12, but then that was it. But you could see it. If you watch basketball long enough, you know when they're scoring because they're making a little – because the Lakers missed a couple shots and then they made a couple shots versus when a team completely just mails it in for three or four minutes because they got complacent. Lakers have not been complacent for three games. This is the first three-game run where they haven't been complacent. If they can continue this, and AD was – I think Charles Bar- maybe Charles Barkley's comments really made him mad because he was getting rebounds like Dennis Rodman, or he was contorting in a way where it almost looked like he was playing playoff basketball. And by some miracle, he, he didn't once grab a, a leg or an ankle or a neck or ear. You know, you know how he always gets some kind of ding. So – Having him do what he did, and of course, Russell Westbrook, that, that sequence where he was just getting to the hole, left and right, and reminded me of Kobe, when Kobe would turn it on, it was just like you couldn't stop him going to the hole. And then, of course, LeBron, and that's what you want your three stars to do. And then Malik Monk did some good things. Uh, THT was still somewhat struggling a little bit, but I really liked some of the, you know, under-the-basket layups that he was doing. And... Looking deeper into the situation also, you're seeing that not having DeAndre Jordan starting now has actually made a difference. So are we going to go with Dwight Howard the rest of the way? Are we going to get another big to kind of take DJ's spot? Because I guess every time DJ comes in, the defensive ratings and defensive deficiency goes down to the, to the sellers. So, I I thoroughly enjoyed – yesterday was one of the best days in general for me. And obviously adding the, the Celtics loss to that was was even better and was the cherry on the top. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to tomorrow and Friday and, and Sunday because I think if this is how they're going to play, uh, there's no way they're going to lose those three games. Once again, I'm speaking to Joe Soro. You can go ahead and catch him as Ox1947 today at lakersball.com i know one of the things that we want to continue to discuss is the fallout so far as far as who's to blame for this poor start that the lakers have had so far now mind you we're still only less than 30 games into the season and we still haven't gotten a a clear understanding of where this team is at Finally, we're able to get most of the pieces together at the same time, in the same place, on the same court. So that's a good sign. We're starting to see them maybe gel together. Russell Westbrook has had an improved play over the past couple of weeks, so that has got to be a good notice for fans out there. I know that there's still issues as far as the wings, perimeter defense, interior defense that we still need to cover. I Hopefully we'll be able to make some moves, and I know that there's been heavily individuals rumored to go ahead and be part of the team via trade or buyout or whatnot, but that's still yet to come. I want to hear your thoughts though. Are you still high on this team to go far this NBA season? I really think we'd have a different feeling right now if they don't 
blow the two large leads against Oklahoma City and blowing the seven-point lead with three minutes left against Sacramento. So what, what does that tell you? If they win those three games, I don't think we're, we don't. I don't think we have that feeling of are they going to have a chance in the end. We've we've already known that we need to preserve LeBron, Melo, Rondo, the guys that will be huge, huge, huge assets when it's playoff time. Now AD and Russell Westbrook are the young guys. They're supposed to keep things balanced throughout the year. They're young enough, enough skill set, stars, Hall of Famers to, to, to do that. And then, of course, you'll have the role players. And again, I don't, I've never really liked the word role player, but everybody knows it as a role player. You know, guys like Malik Monk, guys like THT, Reeves, whomever. Those guys, again, all take turns being that important player when it's their time to be important players, they're not going to be superstars. They're not going to be there day in and day out dropping 2025, but we need one of those guys to drop 15 and 20 in, in some kind of a cycle that helps preserve the, the vets a week ago. I guess I didn't feel like the Lakers were going to win a title this year. In the end, that's all that needs to, that's all that matters. Are they going to win the title? Who's going to be in their way? Oh, man. I know Golden State's playing really well. I know Phoenix is playing very well. But Phoenix has a habit of not coming through when it matters. The reason why they went as far as they did last year is because they had an unprecedented run of running into every team in the West that had a franchise player get bounced from injury. And then when they went to the finals... They went up 2-0 and then decided to, I guess, rest on their lawyers and ended up getting backdoor swept. So for me, Phoenix is, I don't know, they kind of remind me of the Sacramento Kings from the early 2000s. They have the opportunity to put their foot in your in your throat, but they never do it. Uh, Golden State has the cachet. They have, obviously, what I believe is the MVP right now in the league. And then Klay Thompson's coming back. But I don't think, Clay, you know, Klay Thompson's not going to be the same player ever not when you've shredded your entire leg. And he's definitely not going to be anywhere near who he was this year. Um, I hope he I hope he does. I love Clay. I love his dad. I pray that he does. But it's just not realistic, and it's definitely not going to happen this year. So when playoff time comes, and you're going to have to face Golden State and the Phoenix Suns likely in, in, in round two and three, if you get a four seed, it's going to come down to health going to come down to is LeBron did he preserve himself enough Did Melo preserve himself enough to the point where when they get in the playoffs they can really play hard take take us over the top they do that I have no problem and as far as the blaming of Frank Vogel and blaming this and blaming that that's all we do in life we blame Frank Vogel comes 14 months ago was a NBA championship coach and coached an amazing season and he's made some dumb moves this year. I'm not saying he doesn't, but that's that's how it happens. You know, you Greg Popovich in game six of the 2013 finals, he made it two crucial mistakes in that 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 game that cost them the, the, the championship. So no one's immune to being dumb. I'm sorry, not dumb, being inadequate for two weeks, three weeks, a month. I mean going to even do a different sport. Look at what happened to Kansas City the first month into the NFL season. I mean, got Patrick Mahomes, everybody's all, oh, have they figured him out? And I'm just sitting there going, dude, you, you, this is sports. You run into a, a wall sometimes. So I think the Frank ran into a little bit of a wall. He was tinkering some things. And the voice that keeps hitting me, every time I get turned into a Laker fan and, and, and belligerent and a baby, is Melo already told us, at the beginning of the year, we need to listen to Carmelo. Carmelo knows. He is ridiculously intelligent, and he's so much – he's got such a – I'm just very happy he's on the team because he's been great. He said, guys, this is going to take a minute. He told us already, this is going to take a minute. So how about we just roll with that? Let's, let's roll with it. It's hard 
But I'm seeing signs that they're starting to not do stupid stuff. That was really my my problem was they kept – their fundamentals were crap. Like, why are your fundamentals crap? That was probably the most frustrating. Isn't the coach's job to make sure that the fundamentals are there? Box out. Make sure you're not doing drop uh, bounce passes when there's when, when the guy's, you know, guarding your guy in the lane. You know, make sure the passing lanes are open when you do it. All those little things, all those things that I would think, you know, playing basketball myself, like you don't do those, you don't make those mistakes. But then maybe the NBA speed is obviously something I never played in. And maybe, it, 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 you know, they were trying to get – maybe they felt like it was a good a good idea, but the, the, the opposing defense would close in quicker than they thought. So a lot of that stuff kind of starts to go into your head. But it's a lot easier when you're seeing them win and then, you know, going, okay, uh, I kind of – I can see how they're kind of improving a little bit and the timing's getting there. So do I, I do believe that they, they still have – an absolute great chance of winning it all, but it's got to, the health thing and the energy has to be preserved so that when they do get in there, and obviously they're going to need a fourth seed or higher, they cannot go in there as a seven or eight seed. They're going to get bounced in the first round. They got to get in there. They got to get acclimated. And then let's see what they do in rounds two and three. Definitely agree with you on that. See what they can do to get themselves in that top four. If they do have a good week, they really will start in motion that process. So hopefully they can go ahead and do just that. Once again, it's Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. He goes by the moniker Ox1947. You got to check out all the great forums and the great conversations that they have each and every day. Plus, they have special game time chats right there for you. I know that our guest right now has a certain something special that he leaves just for the game time chats right there. Every time he goes ahead and whether he's trolling on other people, all in good fun, of course, or just going ahead and sharing the good love between Lakers fans at LakersBall.com. But before we head on out, Joe, one last question I want to hit you up with is that Charles Barkley on inside the NBA recently was stating that the major reason behind the Lakers slow start sluggish start really bad start any kind of start that you want to say that's negative because that's all it's been for the lakers for the most part he's placing a lot of the blame squarely on the shoulders of anthony davis i know anthony davis has not had the season that everybody was hoping for he has not made that leap and jump into that top five player that everybody was assuming he was going to make just what 14 months ago coming out of the bubble and unfortunately, you know, between getting hurt and just not being able to go ahead and find any kind of consistency on his jump shot or execution on both ends of the floor, just not able to go ahead and be the same player as he was. Your thoughts on Charles Barkley's comments. Was he right or is it a combination of a lot of other things? Well, are we basing this off stats, you know, in terms of well, stats? If you're basing it off stats, he could be more right than – uh, you know, just maybe a lot of other players are on the Lakers because he is struggling from the outside and he's still taking a ton of jump shots. He played last night like like a power forward. Again, he didn't grab anything. He didn't, you know. Rebounds, he did well, 16. But outside yeah. of that, shooting is just still an issue. So, is, is you know, Anthony Davis doesn't strike me as someone who who's mentally affected by stupid stuff. So what is it? Why is he missing the shots? He doesn't look like a guy that loses confidence. Is it? Is it? Is it the focus? Is it just not? He's just not wired to focus twenty four seven. But then you look at Russell Westbrook, who's a you know the hamster on a wheel. He's erratic and misses layups and all that. I I, I really I don't know if I have an answer to that. I I don't know. I I've I think it's more of a team problem. And if you say that he's not, I guess, leading these guys, I would buy that a little more than worrying about whether his shot's going in or not. His free throw shooting is the only thing that I don't like. Uh, If he's missing shots from 20, I I haven't noticed he's taking those all the time. And he did make a lot. He did make more, more than a few yesterday. So that was encouraging. But you got it. I'm used to him hitting free throws and I'm used to him 
getting to the basket and being that guy. I don't. Maybe he's preserving himself, shooting those shots. Maybe well, that's. There's, there's a considerable amount being missed. It's a considerable amount being missed by him. I mean, his his mid range game has left him, and his mm-hmm. three point game, which he you know only had for a short time during the bubble. Outside of that, it's really bad. In fact, right now, if he did qualify, if he shot just a little bit more, he would actually be the worst three-point shooter in the NBA. I'm not really looking. We don't need him to shoot. A couple threes a game is fine. If he can, I guess, make 0.5 of those, that'd be okay. But uh, my concern is leading. You know, Is he leading these guys when LeBron wasn't in there? The beta tag has been on him uh, on Laker ground. There's been a lot of jokes about him being a beta. And that's a really interesting question if you're asking that because the beta, when when he went out in the playoffs, the Lakers crumbled. When LeBron was out, the Lakers kind of crumbled. Um, I don't know the answer. You know, I really don't. I don't know because sometimes, you know, coming from from uh, an era of Shaq and Kobe, you know, there's always been this, well, Kobe had Shaq. But then I remember games and finals games where I'm like, well, Shaq wasn't in the game in game three against Philly in 01. Shaq wasn't in the game in game four in OT against Indiana on the road. Shaq never had to deal with getting food poisoned. Shaq never had to deal with the fact that Jalen Rose tried to break Kobe's ankle. You know, these things don't get talked about because everybody just looks at box scores, right? And what's more important in the end? Is AD playing like a madman important? Is his leadership more important? Is Does LeBron need to be in there? Does Russell Westbrook need to not be in there? I mean, I, I don't really don't have an answer. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense either way. All I know is the fundamentals need to be more of a priority with this team. If he takes the open shot, I, I, I felt like the offense, the way it was running yesterday and the, the shots that he made, it was within the flow of the offense, whereas before then maybe it was forced, which is why he was missing them. Do you, do you understand the difference? You yeah. understand the difference. So I think yesterday and in the last few games, I, I felt like it's going in within the flow of the game. You're building a rhythm. But I think ultimately, AD's job needs to be getting 16 rebounds. He annihilated that front line. It, 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 I, I was talking about it after, you know, later earlier today. I, I wish <laughs> I had wished that the Celtics had beaten Miami two years ago because I think AD might have won finals MVP if he had played the Celtics. And... AD belongs in the block, but I think he doesn't like the block all the time, which is why he's been adamant about not playing center 24-7. He's maybe a little soft. Maybe that's your answer. I'd say that's that's probably correct. That's been suggested for quite some time. It's probably correct. And again, it's, it's weird to say that for a guy who does what he does, but the answer is very likely that he's soft. Because, or his body just, he knows his body very well, and he knows he won't last if he's pounding day in and day out. So those shots, 10 minutes, 15 minutes into each game, those shots preserve him. But for me, you know, if Tom Brady can play in the NFL 44, uh, Anthony Davis can be an MVP at 27 in the NBA. Does he need to change his diet? Does he need to change his lifestyle? Probably it would help his body. If he really, really wants to be an MVP, he'd have to change his diet. Heck, even Kobe did after 10 years. He finally realized, look, eating this candy and eating, you know, hamburgers and whatever, whatnot, that stuff really affects your body. And AD is going to have to make a decision. If he wants to be one of the all-time greats, which in some way he is, but if he wants to go MVP great, He's going to have to change his off-the-court stuff so that he can handle the pounding. If not, we're going to have to hope he catches the 20-footer again and the occasional three-pointer. Otherwise, 
you know, I, I don't know if it's going to work, him hanging out over there. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But it starts this Thursday at Memphis in a crucial game already where the Lakers, with a win, can really get themselves to close the gap on that fourth place in the Western Conference. And then right after, on Friday, at the arch rival, which we've created in and of ourselves, Oklahoma City Thunder. But we'll see how that goes. And we'll be here for the post games on both those games. So you want to go ahead and check us out on Thursday and Friday on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please go ahead and check us out right here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for Joe, go ahead and hit him up, LakersBall.com or on Twitter. And go ahead and check him out there. Plus, also as well, you can check us out on Twitter at Lakers Fast Break. Or if you have a question for us or something that you want us to go ahead and shout out on the air, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, Joe, always great to have you here. Just incredible. Looking forward to the what uh, upcoming this holiday season for the Lakers. Hopefully, the Lakers will not find any coals in their stocking. Hopefully, they'll find nothing but good things. Coming up, hopefully they can get on a streak. And by the end of 2021, they can go ahead and solidify themselves as a top-tier team in the West. But we'll see. The streak that Anthony Davis talked about can't do 10 in a row. But still, maybe it's 10 out of 11. Maybe we can do that. Maybe 10 out of 12. Maybe 15 out of the next 18 games we can go ahead and start winning. Maybe we can just get on any type of good run. That's all I'm asking for right now and a commitment to the defensive end, and we'll see where it goes from there. Well, we've hit the 25-game mark. So yeah. now it's going to be hard to – especially and, – and, you know, again, we're, we're one game from getting the fourth seed. We win tomorrow because the Clippers are going to lose. Well, actually, you know what? I think the Clippers are winning. No, the Clippers already won. They won yeah, by three. So, so the Clippers, I think, are 13 and 12. Or did they go? Well, are they going? They are fourteen and twelve. They are fourteen and twelve now. Okay, so the Lakers will—they'll have the same record as Memphis, and they'd have the tiebreaker at that point. They—they beat them. They'll have beat yes. them twice, and then Clippers have the tiebreaker because they've beaten us once. So we'll be sitting at the fifth seed, and then if we win the next two games and the Clippers lose one, then we could be sitting Monday morning at, at, as a, as a four seed. And that's a that's encouraging because you go through your little pains after the first twenty five games, and then now the remaining games you, you're going to have to start playing up to your potential. And if you're starting out three and zero, beating the, pe- the teams you're supposed to beat, especially when they're on the road, you are now looking it's looking very encouraging. But then of course you're going to have Dallas Wednesday that next Wednesday. Luck- luckily, we have a couple of days off in between. Now you're going to have to beat those guys too. You're going to have to show and make up some of the losses that you've had and beat the teams like Dallas. And Luke, I know, is uh, there's some stuff coming out of Dallas where Luca likes to hang out with uh, Zion a little too long uh, down over there and have some extra dessert with their meals. And I figure if those are the problems they're, <laughs> they're going to have over there, then the Lakers should be able to take advantage of it. Uh, and then holiday comes up and, you know, if we can garner a win against the, uh, the nets to, to finish off the holiday. And then of course, go into the new year, you know, let's get into, let's stay on the fourth seed by, by the end of the year. And I think we'll, we'll be very set, very happy for the stretch run, which would be January, February, March, and April. Uh, but yeah, the 25 game fresh, the 25 game thing is done guys. Now, You've shown some evidence the last three games that you've got some rhythm going. Keep it going. Win three games at every four games a week, and I think you'll you'll be fine in the end as long as everybody is preserved and ready for the run of eighteen. Because I'm being a Steeler fan, I don't know when the Steelers are going to be anywhere near the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl win. The Dodgers are continuously disappointing. I, I am tired of watching 106 game 
seasons go into not even a, a World Series berth. The Lakers and winning 18 would be pretty much a decade clincher for me. If no one else does anything else, I'm sitting back really well because in my lifetime, I'll have watched the Lakers pass the Celtics. What's better than that? Well, that would have been two this decade. Because they won one in 2020, you never know what happens in 2022. But well, again, passing the Celtics, I know they're great. they're tied awesome. right they're tied right now, and that's great. You know, we we got the 17. I I got I've gone into discussions if we had just won an 08, this would you know Kobe's career would have been completely different, especially when it came to comparing him to, to Michael. But winning 18 and passing the Celtics after going 0 for eight the first time they the first eight times they faced the Celtics in the finals and then winning the last three of four and getting to this point it it's nice to know that I'll I'll be cognitive you know there's there's some cognitive things going here some people will argue against that and knowing that that I lived in a time where the this the the Celtics are finally looking at the bottom of the Lakers waist and that's the that's that's the only problem right now in terms of the greed. I think if they had 18 and they were struggling right now, it might not bother me as much. I think it probably would, but just knowing that that 18 is it like it's right there and you just never know, you know, you never know what what if LeBron retires in 2 years and we we have to wait 7 8 years before we even made the playoffs, you know, or do we have another I don't want to wait another decade to, to try and get number 18. This is this is the spot right now to to take advantage of it. So that's that's the part. And again, sports is 90% heartbreak, 10% joy. And that's just that's just the way it goes. And that's part of the I don't know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, lyrical soul. You're a lyrical soul when you're when when you when you're the same person when it's bad or good, you know you're still committed to that no matter if it's bad or good. I, I took a lot of pride watching the D. Russell and Brandon Ingram era and Rob Sacre era when I knew they were going to lose. I watched those games purposely. I would record them. I would fast forward through the commercials, fast forward, you know, the the, the, the free throws. And I said, I'm going to watch every game because I don't want to be that fan that bounces just like the Bulls fans bounce in 98. I, I always get on every Bull fan, no matter who I talk to. Because I grew up around a lot of people who were from Chicago in the 90s, a lot of people who were Jordan and Bulls fans. But they were gone after 98. And I still get on people who were Bulls fans. I said, look, did you guys uh, take a vacation until D- Derrick Rose got drafted in 08? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, he didn't watch. He didn't care about the Bulls after Jordan retired. No, but, you know, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not real fans. You guys were Jordan fans. Once Jordan left, you guys were not Bulls fans. Now you're coming back because they're winning again. I like to eat fair-weather friends for breakfast. That's just it's, it's fun to, to get on them for that. And, of course, they'll start getting all personal and go, oh, why do you always take this so seriously? It's just a game. And, then, you know, they start throwing that crap out. And I'm just like, oh, God, spare me the BS. So. I really, really want 18. That's the irritant when they lose dumb games. And I think the way the league is right now, there's a there's an opening. The Celtics are not that good. Milwaukee's struggling. They they might write the ship, but I don't know if they're gonna last year was was the perfect time for them to win it. I don't know if they they're I don't know if they're gonna go back to back. Sixers are the Sixers, they still don't have their other guy there, and I don't know when, what they're gonna do with them. And then you got the Suns, and then you got Golden State, and they got strong teams, but they also have weaknesses that can be exposed by a team like the Lakers in the playoffs. So health, focus, fundamentals. Make those a priority. Sometimes the health part isn't your fault, but let's pray that it does work out in the end. But you can work, you can guarantee focus and fundamentals. Get those three things together by the end of the year, make a two-month run, win number 18, and then LeBron can sit back and have a legitimate argument at that point on whether he's sitting right next to Jordan. He will never pass Jordan. I don't care if he wins three, four more titles. 
but he will definitely be sitting shoulder to shoulder with him if he's able to make this work. And we'll see if it can continue to work as the Lakers head into Memphis and then followed up right on Friday with Oklahoma City. But Joe, great having you on board today. Looking forward to our next conversation as the holidays and the Lakers season continues. It's been a season so far of ups and downs, but I'm looking forward to we're going to see some more ups in the not too distant future. Looking forward to seeing if the Lakers can continue the momentum from the Boston game into Memphis and into Oklahoma City. And we'll be back to go ahead, like I said, after the game on both those games to go ahead and talk to you about what happened and how it looks for the Lakers. And make sure you go ahead and tune into us, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you podcast. But again, we'll be back on Thursday night after the game, talking some good Lakers basketball. Hopefully, it'll be another win for the Lakers. As they go into Memphis, John Morant's not there, even though the Grizzlies have been playing well without John Morant. They did lose tonight. Hopefully, they'll go ahead and maybe lose two in a row. At least I'm hoping for it against the Lakers. We'll see what happens on Thursday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.